We are very happy to be with you this morning. Thank you. And, uh, you know, a lot of good things happen when people come together. And, and just to be together in the presence of the Holy Spirit and to be able to rest in His presence and be refreshed and be renewed, uh, we do appreciate We've had a very busy period ourselves. In the last several weeks we've been stretched and we've been so busy. So it's really refreshing to come and just be at, at peace and to drink in His presence. And, uh, you know, God is working all the time. And uh, I do believe when we come together and work together, God works. When we work together, God works. Amen? And so, uh, you know, let's appreciate this special time and let's allow the Holy Spirit to just move in us, work in us, and uh, transform us more into His likeness. Amen? And so we're, we're talking about Christian leadership and uh, I'm going to first of all talk about a man who you will know about very well in Second Chronicles chapter 20 uh, it is the story of Jehoshaphat and um, he was an outstanding leader and I believe we can learn a lot from his lifestyle and from how he coped with crisis how he coped when the odds were against him and uh, so really the title of my talk this morning is Winning Strategies in a Losing World. Winning Strategies in a Losing World. We live in a world that is losing because they've shut God out of their life. And people think they can live independent of God. And uh, so in many cases they've taken God out of the schools, out of government and even out of the home and family no time to read the Bible anymore no time to fellowship in Christian communion with the family and so to a great degree people have shut God out but I believe it's time to bring God back it's time to bring God back into the home into the family into the schools, into the universities it's time to bring God back into government because we are not going to see a turnaround like we need to see to bring us out of the crisis we're in in UK until we see God come back into our families, our government, our communities and become Lord of all. And so winning strategies in a losing world. We who are the people of God are called to win we're not called to lose and the apostle Paul said in 1st Timothy 6 verse 12 fight the good fight of faith amen a good fight is the one you win <laughs> and so we are called to win in the home in terms of relationships we win when we walk in love and humility and honor each other we win when we respect each other and when we're thinking of how we can be a blessing to each other. 
how we can honor our husbands, our wives, our children, respect each other. And uh, the devil has no answer for love because love never fails. Selfishness will always make you a loser. Pride will bring you down. But when we have an attitude of God's love flowing through us and honoring each other, which I have felt so very strong among you people here, and we value it very much, that you are people who have honor and integrity. And uh, we do need to bring a culture of honor back into our world. Amen. We have a culture of dishonor. I was sharing with some people earlier how that in Northern Ireland for the last many weeks, many months now, there's been a culture of dishonor over the airwaves because of the political situation, because of the election, because of the different parties fighting each other. It's happening in America. It's happening all over the world. People pulling each other down. And yet we are called to lift each other up. We are called to add value to each other. And so we are different. Completely different. The love of God in us has made us totally different. So Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. We are in a battle... And yes, Jesus already won the battle, but we have to make it good on the ground. Amen. Amen. We have to live out the victory. I think I shared it perhaps before in previous visit, that the best way to draw attention to the cross is to live in the good of its provision. Amen. Amen. People will take note of what you're preaching about when you're living it out. Amen. doesn't mean we never have conflicts or problems. We've had every kind of conflict and problem you could think of uh, against us, health-wise, my wife and I. We've had major financial challenges. Uh, we've had people attempting to put curses on us and, uh, and to stop us. We've had threats on our lives from terrorists. <laughs> uh, we've had every kind of attack. But the good news is by the grace of God we win Amen. Amen because we have winning strategies in a losing world and we walk in love and we walk in faith and so Paul in Philippians 3 verse 8 said I count everything but loss that I may win him and so I believe when we live with that focus every day we will be in a winning position that our whole hearts and minds is to do his will, to know his presence, to walk in his ways, to please him. He says, I count everything but loss, that I may win Christ, and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is according to the law or according to ourselves, but the righteousness which is of faith. Amen. Amen. It's the imparted righteousness that came through the cross that makes us winners. So power is released when we exercise divine strategies. Power is released when we exercise divine strategies. So in Second Chronicles 20, rather than read it all, you can study it later. And it's always alive. 
The thing that I notice about the Word of God, no matter how much you read it or hear it, when you look at it again, it's got new revelation. Did you notice that? His Word is full of power. Amen. And so Jehoshaphat, in Second Chronicles 20, he was surrounded by three great enemy armies, all of them bigger than him. Have you ever had three big challenges all at one time? <laughs> you know, health challenge, financial challenge, relationship challenge. And it looks like the enemy is releasing all his fiery darts, bang, 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 one after another. But faith wins all of them. Amen. You shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil, no matter how many he fires at you. So Jehoshaphat was a godly man. He was a godly king. He was the king of Judah. And so he heard the news in Second Chronicles 20 that there were three great armies marching against him. The purpose of the enemy armies was to take them out of their inheritance, to bring them into bondage, to rob them of everything that they'd been given by God. And that's exactly what the enemy comes he, came, he comes to take away our liberty, our freedom. He comes to take away the inheritance of peace, of righteousness, of joy, good relationships, prosperity. The enemy comes, as we know, to steal, kill, and destroy. So when Jehoshaphat heard that these three enemy armies were coming, the Bible says he feared. But he didn't stop there. Some people say they never fear. Well, I've felt fear many times. But the good news is we don't have to stay in fear. Amen. Amen. Fear is inferior to faith. Just as hatred is inferior to love. And light is inferior to darkness. So if you want rid of the darkness, turn on the light. And so he feared when he first heard the news. Now, when I heard the news that I had a cancerous tumor... And they could promise me nothing back in 2003. I felt fear in the pit of my stomach. I was in the middle of a conference. And I felt tremendous fear. But that was only emotional fear. But God's word prevails over fear. And so Jehoshaphat feared. But notice what it says. He set himself to seek the Lord. And then he called for all the people to come together and seek the Lord. And it says they came out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord, Second Chronicles 20. And as he was seeking the Lord, he began to ask the Lord to help him. It's interesting that when he asked the Lord to help him, God gave him a strategy. Amen. When we ask God to help us, God shows us a strategy that we can use to win in this war. And uh, I looked up in the dictionary. One definition of strategy is defined as follows. It's the art of moving troops into a favorable position. The art of moving troops into a favorable position. Amen. Aren't you glad God has moved us into a favorable position because we're in Christ Jesus? Amen. We're not in guilt and condemnation anymore. 
The blood of Jesus washed us clean. And we're in a position of strength and blessing and favor. So, God gave him a strategy as he sought the Lord. And as you notice, in Second Chronicles 20, he brought a prayer to God and he said, O Lord, you are greater than all. You reign, you reign over all the nations. In your hand there's might and power and there's no one able to withstand you. You are the one who spoke and promised that if when trouble comes, if we call on your name, that you would hear us and you would help us. And so his whole prayer is very, very important because his prayer is about the greatness of God. His prayer is about the plan of God. It's not about the size of the problem. It's the greatness of God. And I believe we win in prayer when we will focus on the greatness of our God over the situation in the country, over all of the things that concern us in our families and communities. When we begin to lift up and magnify the name of the Lord and glorify his name and walk in love and be filled with the Holy Spirit, we are on our way to winning in a losing world. And people are looking for winners. You see, losers, they focus on what they're going through, but winners focus on what they're going to. Amen. Amen. We're on our way somewhere. We have a destiny. We have a purpose. We're not just here going round in circles. We're here to promote the kingdom. We bring kingdom influence wherever we go. People sense that God is in this place because you're in this place. And the atmosphere radiating from this ministry here is affecting the city of London and further afield. So everywhere you go, you carry that awareness of God's presence and power. And so as Jehoshaphat prayed, calling out to God, and they stood together, and the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the people in the middle of the prayer meeting and he began to prophesy and he began to say do not be afraid of your enemies that's coming against you do not be dismayed go out against them tomorrow I'll tell you where your enemies are coming up you go out against them tomorrow by the brook's eye and he told them specifically where they would come he said, you won't need to fight in this battle because this battle is the Lord's. Amen. Amen. You know, we do not have the answer to the problem of strife in the community. We don't have the answer to the problem of sectarianism in Northern Ireland. We don't have the, problem, we don't have the answer to the problem of the breakdown in relationships and marriage in the home. But our God does. And when we allow Him to take over and we declare blessing over our community and over our families, there is going to be a big change for the good. Amen. Good change for good. Healing is going to come to the home. Faith is going to come and fear is going to leave. Uh, prosperity and blessing will come. Wisdom will come. And he has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Everything we need, we have received. And so, it's interesting also, it says there in Second Chronicles 20, I think it's verse 12, 
He said, Oh, our God, will you not help us? For we have no might against this people that comes against us, and we do not know what to do. <laughs> have you ever been in a position where you didn't know what to do? I have been there. We had a financial crisis some years ago. We were short of many millions. We were told by the auditors, this is one you cannot win. This is one you're going to lose. Go and see an insolvency expert. You're going to be crashing to the ground. You're going to go bankrupt. And they said, do it today. I said, thank you very much for your advice, but I'm going to heaven to seek advice. (laughs) I'm going to hear another report. (laughs) I'm tuning in on heaven's broadcasting station. And as we sought the Lord, and it was a big challenge, big challenge, no way in the natural we were going to survive. And so my son and I went in to the office, and we prayed in the office. A phone call came from one of the major papers, and they were phoning our accountant to see if it was true that we were in crisis financially. And they wanted to print a big story the next morning. And they said, if you don't give us an answer in 30 minutes... We're going to print our own story. So we said, prayed and asked the Lord for guidance. And as we just waited quietly, the Lord gave us clear guidance. And I wrote down a short statement. Exactly the position we have developed so many homes. We have employed 1,100 people. We're going to be employing 2,000 people. We will have the biggest expansion program this year we ever had. And we will be uh, meeting all the commitments we have. And it was a positive statement from start to finish. And they never printed a thing. Because it was all good news. <laughs> they would have printed if it had been bad news. And God showed us a strategy and gave us a list of connections. And we were able to find those millions that we needed inside a period of weeks and we never did crash thank God God reigns over all Hallelujah. he's given us winning strategies in a losing world our world loses when they live independent of God when we haven't got time for God we lose but Jehoshaphat was a righteous king and so he said we do not know what to do but our eyes are upon you And then the scripture reminds us how that we have been given power. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4. It says, Paul said, we didn't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in power and in demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We didn't come in our own ability because we know a lot or because we've learned a lot. We're depending on your power demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit we can walk in power when we exercise divine strategies and when we exercise God's power he releases his ability he releases his ability every time I love what it says in Ephesians 1.19 talks about the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe amen God is reaching out to you and me. The exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. And we know what it says there in 
Ephesians 3.20, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. So are we letting the power work in us by stepping out beyond our own ability and saying, yes, it's time to see the change in these areas that we've been praying for and start to exercise our authority to bring that change. Amen? And tell the enemy, get your hands off. Amen. Don't just tolerate the problem. We need to say, no, we're going to face it head on. And Jehoshaphat had to face it head on because they were coming in on him. I want to tell you the march is on against the people of God. The enemy has a march on against us, against the Christian world, to rob us of our freedom to take away our liberty to speak the gospel. The march is on to pass laws that are not according to the scripture. And we have to face this head on and realize that God will cause us to win. Amen. We cannot hide. We must face it now with courage and confidence, knowing that no matter how hard the enemy comes against us, that God Almighty is with us. And we do have his wisdom. And we do have his power. And love what it says in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen: All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. That's what Jesus said. All power. He is almighty. The devil would like to be almighty, but he's not. God is almighty. Amen. There's nobody else almighty. <laughs> Our God's almighty. But he's depending on you to use your faith. And to get out there and face the enemy. Yes, the conflict will be hard. But we've got to speak it and we've got to stand up for righteousness and bring about good change. We have been given winning strategies in a losing world. Hebrews 2.14 says that Satan had the power of death. Hebrews 2.14 The devil's not what he used to be. He's been stripped of his power. Amen? It says he had the power of death and he caused people to live in fear all their lifetime because of that bondage. But Jesus stripped the devil of his power. He took the keys of death and hell and the sting has been taken out of death. We just move house when we pass out of this scene of time right into eternity. Amen. So we don't need to fear death anymore. We are redeemed. We know where we're going. We live in the light of eternity. We know that we walk with our Heavenly Father. And so we're moving over into the next realm when the time comes. I remember when my mother went to heaven. All of us were around the bed, all seven boys and two girls. And we were just aware of the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the peace of God was so amazing. All the family there. No sense of fear peace. The angels were there. I knew your angels were there. And God said, I said to the Lord, wouldn't you leave her for another few months till after Christmas? This was December. And he said, no, she's coming up right now. (laughs) So I said, okay, I wouldn't hold back the blessing of heaven another week. And I believe we have nothing to fear of death because the devil has been defeated. And the fear of death no longer upon us. 
eternity is real. We need to live in the awareness of eternity every single day of our lives. And so we know not only how to win the battle, but we know how to maintain the victory. Many people win battles, but then they relax and become casual and careless. And they allow attitudes to develop that are not really according to faith. And they miss out. But we need to walk in relationship with the Lord so we can maintain the victory every single day. Okay, I'm going to give you my first 17 points. (laughs) First point is number one. In Jehoshaphat's story, he started a battle in the heavenlies. Amen. What do you do whenever you're facing three great enemies that are greater than you? You have endless problems against you. You can never win yourself. This is what Jehoshaphat was facing. He started a battle in the heavenlies. What does that mean? That means warrior-type prayer. Amen? That means prayers and worship. That means acting according to the word. We clear the skies of enemy forces when we have a battle in the heavenlies. Amen? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6 says, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So he set himself to seek the Lord and mobilized the people to also seek the Lord. And I believe that you people here have amazing power to clear the skies over London. Amen? To clear the skies of enemy forces. To take authority over the demonic powers that are trying to manipulate this country. And to say, no, Jesus is Lord of England. Amen. Amen. Jesus is Lord of London. Jesus is Lord over this nation. And we declare that the will of God shall be done in Britain. Amen. Amen. So we start a battle in the heavenly and we say, no, the devil doesn't own this place. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Our God owns this land. And we need to appreciate the freedom in Britain. Amen. We're a blessed people. I know the health service is having major problems, but compared with some other countries, we have an amazing system still. We're blessed in the United Kingdom. And we need to value and speak about the good things and not highlight the bad things. We need to honor the good things in our families, our loved ones, our relatives, our friends, our employers. We need to be people, as I said last night, of good report. Amen. Amen. People who have something good to say about the government, about the community, about the community workers, about the systems we have that are a blessing. We need to be full of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude will take you a long way. Amen. So we need to start the war in the heavenlies. And that's what he did when he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God over all the nations of the kingdoms of the heathen? In your hand is there not might and power, so that no one is able to withstand you. No one. No terrorist. No political party. No army is able to withstand our God. He's greater than all. Amen. And so we can start that war right now and keep it moving in the name of Jesus. James chapter 5 verse 16, we know it very well. It says, 
effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Another translation says it makes dynamic power available. It makes creative power available. Prayer is a mighty, mighty instrument. And when you join in prayer like you do here, you are changed in the atmosphere over this place. So I encourage you to pray so much more. Often Satan is behind the negative reports that we're hearing in the news, the political decisions that are against the Word of God. Often Satan is again is behind these conflicts and strife. And we, the people of God, are the only ones who can tell him get his hands off because we do have the power. Satan hates us because he doesn't like what we do. We are going to bring his total defeat. Amen. He cannot function freely when we are around. Amen. Because the church is God's instrument in the earth. We are God's voice. We are God's army. We are the body of Christ. And Jesus expresses himself through his body. Just as in the natural we express ourselves through our natural body. We are the body of Christ. And so we find this in Acts chapter 12 verse 10. Whenever they had prayed, Peter was being arrested. There was persecution. And the Bible says the church made prayer day and night without ceasing. Unto God for him. And they were lifting their voices and they were doing warfare. And they were starting a battle in the heavenlies. And then Peter gets out of prison. The gates open automatically. An angel comes and delivers him. Mighty deliverance. They knocked on the door. And they wouldn't believe Peter's out of prison. The very thing they were praying for, they couldn't believe it happened. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, God's got some good surprises for you. I said, God's got good some surprises. Amen. He's going to bring you exceeding abundant answers. Amen. Because you've been praying, you've been doing the battle, you've been preparing ahead of time. And it's not in vain. God has been working all the time. And he had been working when he was in, Peter was in prison. I love what it says in Acts 4.31. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. There was a mighty shaking. And I believe God's about to shake the UK. God's about to shake us out of complacency. God is about to shake us out of that compromising spirit and political correctness that's going on. And we're going to be bold to speak the simple truth and say, this is what God Almighty says, not what your politician says. The Word of God must rule and reign. The other day when I was speaking on BBC, I said to them, do you not think that we should be paying attention to God's manual for living? I said, oh, what's a manual for living? I said, the Bible. (laughs) And they were talking about what the political procedures is and you're not allowed to say this on air and you're not allowed to say that I say well I'm going to tell you what I'll say I'll say what God says and God's word needs to be honored and restored back again to this country and we will see the stronghold of Satan crumble and fall in Jesus mighty name Amen. Amen well let's mention just in passing Joshua chapter 6 verse 1 it's a picture of captivity it says there that Jericho was straightly shut up 
No one went out and no one came in. There was isolation. There was no freedom. There was bondage, there was fear. And Satan's big dream is to isolate us and suffocate us. Satan's big dream is to separate us. But God's big dream is for us to enjoy each other's fellowship. Amen? Amen. And so, in this day of Joshua, it was all shut up. No going out, no coming in, isolation, restriction, fear. But in verse 2 it says, God said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands already. Amen? Amen. Now it didn't look like it had happened. So but through the eye of faith it's already done. God has given our cities into our hands. Amen. Amen. So there's communication of the gospel. So the flow of God's love is there. So we enjoy each other's fellowship. We're not isolated and suffocated and separated because our strength is being together because we're members of each other. And then it says in that same chapter, verse 5, that when they made a loud noise with the trumpet and all the people give a shout, the walls collapsed. Amen. Amen. I believe it's time to bring down some walls that the enemy has built. I said it's time to bring down some walls. Amen. They're going to collapse when we shout the shout of victory. Hallelujah. In Belfast, during the Troubles, there was walls built to protect one community from the other. There was a big peace wall between two communities in Belfast. And the reason for that was because of fear and suspicion of terrorists coming in at night and shooting each other or planting bombs. And when there's fear and suspicion and no trust, walls go up, divisions. But when there's trust and love and goodwill, the walls come down. And I thank God the walls are coming down. Amen. Amen. We are going to see more communication between different cultures, different denominations, different churches. One of the things we've been doing recently is meeting with other church leaders in Northern Ireland, even politicians from different parties, and saying it's time to get together. It's time for us to believe for a better future for this land. It's time for us to understand each other and not highlight the things that we're against, but let's talk about the things we're for. Don't talk about what we can't agree on. What can we agree on? We are one at the cross. Amen? When we agree that the cross of Christ is the place of our salvation, that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life, that that enables us to fellowship and any other parts of our doctrine. We can get along okay. We can be one in Christ Jesus. Then it says in Isaiah 56, 7, His house is to be a house of prayer. His house is to be a house of prayer. Strongholds come down when God's house is functioning properly. Strongholds of misunderstanding, wrong conclusions, false imagination come down. And I believe we are like Isaac. In Genesis 26, 18, it says that Isaac dug again the wells that the Philistines filled in. The Philistines were the enemies 
they were stopping up the wells to hinder them from getting the fresh water. And the enemy in all of his lies and deception has been stopping up the wells of divine truth and righteousness and the flow of the Holy Spirit and the joy of the Lord. But it's our job to dig the wells of believing prayer. It's our job to dig the wells again that releases the flow of divine anointing across the land. Amen. And it's our privilege living in this age to dig those wells and release the truth and the love of God. It also says in Genesis 26 verse 12 that Isaac sowed in the year of famine and reaped a hundredfold right in the year of famine when there was no food supposed to grow. I believe we can prosper even in the tough times. Amen. Amen. God will look after you even in the worst of times if you're putting your trust in him. Amen. Because we're called to be a winning team. We're called to be a winning team in a losing world. So, we definitely need to increase this war in the heavenlies and bind the works of the enemy. You know, in any war, as you will know, when you win in the sky, you can take possession on the ground. Amen? So we take possession through prayer, through praise, through intercession, through working together. And then we can take possession of the land. And doors will open in the schools, in the universities, in government, in many regions where it's been closed. Get ready because people are going to be looking for those with answers. The world is going to be looking for winners because everything's losing round about us. People who are winners will be in high demand. And I'm speaking to winners this morning. Amen. Amen. Winners in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We are winners. And then it tells us in Hebrews 4 2. The word did not profit profit them, not being mixed with faith. These were this was the children of Israel. They heard the word, but they didn't mix it with faith. Another translation says it was not accompanied by corresponding action. And we have to live our lives in line with the word, even when we don't feel like it. Amen. We don't live out of our emotions. We live by faith. So we need to accompany what we believe with corresponding action. Amen. It's like when my wife was given up to die, we were continuing to have missions and crusades. And someone said, you better cancel those missions because it will be embarrassing if your wife dies in the middle of a healing crusade. Well, we didn't cancel anything by the grace of God. And so we need to watch, are we continuing to live according to the word even when everything contradicts what you're preaching does the word still prevail we need to accompany it by corresponding action amen so we need to maximize the good and minimize the bad many good things are happening we are so blessed in this land but how much do you hear that on the news it's always a negative it's always a bad report It's always a fault finding. We become highly developed in finding fault. 
but God has told us how to find favor. We're not finding fault, we're finding favor. We're favored people. Hallelujah, we're blessed because of who we are in Christ. Revelation 12, 11 is familiar. said, they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So speak out who you are. You are a child of the Most High God. You are not a victim. You're a victor. Amen. Amen. And any, any thought or, or mindset that tells you you're a victim must be brought down. That's an illegal stronghold. Amen. Because we are overcomers and more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't know what time we're supposed to break. Are we still all right? Um, okay. Are we past the time? Okay. Uh, five minutes? Okay. I continue anyway on this theme. I'm, I'm just getting started. That's the <laughs> and Paul Harrison tells me that I'm not allowed to preach more than 40 minutes. But I break his rules. <laughs> so I just encourage you to remember we have been given a strategy. When he asked for help, when Jehoshaphat prayed for help, God gave him a strategy. And so we need to remember we have a winning strategy, even in the worst of times. When my mother saw none of her sons saved, none of her children saved, her husband not saved, she went to prayer. And she prayed, and she believed God. And she saw every single solitary one of the nine of a family born again, everyone, and her husband. So I tell you, when you get into prayer... You have the most powerful prayer warrior. You become, you're using the most powerful weapon. And it will change. Because nothing can stand against the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing can stand against. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you it also says rejoice evermore amen so we need to rejoice every day the devil has no answer for rejoice he has no answer to joy sadness is not part of our future the joy of the Lord is our strength amen so he says rejoice evermore pray without ceasing for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'll give you the second point and then we'll conclude it there. Remember the first point was starting a war in the heavenlies. Number two, he called for unity. Jehoshaphat the king, he called them to come from every city, every village to bring them together their life is at stake. They're facing enemies they cannot win. But Jehoshaphat said, come together. I love what it says in Exodus 17, verse 11 and 12. When the war was on, Moses was weary. We know the story how that 
two people, one on each side, held up his hands. And when they held up Moses' hands, they won the war. Israel prevailed. And they had total victory. When his hands got weary and came down, the enemy won. So we have to hold each other up. Speak well of each other. Add value to each other. Think about how can I help my family, my wife, my husband, my children, my relatives, those who you're with every day, and then the world as well. How can we help add value to their lives? Because we have the divine ability in us to make them more than winners in the name of Jesus. And then it tells us there in James 3.16 wherever there's envy and strife there is confusion and every evil work. Wherever there's envy and strife it opens the door for the devil. When there's strife and talking negative against each other, Satan comes in, takes over. But the opposite is true for good. When there's love and unity and goodwill, it opens the door for God to work. It shuts the door in the devil's face. Amen. And causes us to go forward from victory to victory. Abraham Lincoln, I believe, was one of the greatest presidents America ever had. And he said that the answer for overcoming fear and war was having victory within. Somebody asked him, are you not afraid of your enemy coming against you, destroying America? He said, no, I'll never be overcome by an outside force. If we're ever destroyed, we'll be destroyed from within. And that's what the devil's trying to do in Britain. He's trying to destroy us from within by robbing us of inheritance and values that are eternal. But if we will keep the peace within our spirits, amen? Amen. We've conquered outer space, but we haven't conquered inner space. Why are so many people committing suicide? Why is there so much strife and billions been spent on trying to heal people of anxiety because we're troubled within. But if we will maintain the peace of God within, and if we will walk in unity and love with each other, we will have a winning strategy in the midst of a losing world, and we will see the enemy run, and the glory of the Lord will fill this land, and the name of the Lord will be glorified. And we will see his presence transforming the atmosphere. For we are called to be winners in our losing world. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Seal. Amen. Yeah, we are victorious. Amen. In Jesus' name. Uh, we're going to have a short break now, and we come back by 11.30 um, just to have tea and coffee there. Thank you very much. I'm sure you've been blessed. Thank you very much. And let's be back by half past 11. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.